Hi, my name is Naib and today I'm going to be interviewing Saya. Having grown up in Sweden and later moving into the UK as a young Arab woman, Saya is deeply motivated by emerging social and political concerns about sustainability and having recently published an article at EcoAge that explores whether sustainability has become a westernized concept, Saya is currently working as a freelance journalist writing about the intersection of sustainability, fashion and social justice. Currently holds a sustainability and sourcing specialist at Maya Eco and recently being selected for the Fashion Mash Young Pioneers program, recognized to drive positive change in the industry. Saya, I'll pass it on to you to kind of like talk a bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, thank you so much, Naya, for having me here today. It's, it's always amazing here. seeing, you know, uh, other Dumont University students mm -hmm. uh, going out there and taking the plunges, as they say. So yeah. thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being here. So, um, what are your like tips to advise people on getting a job because i was really inspired by you when you said you actually got a job in sustainability even though you could have taken the easy route so yeah. what are your best tips yeah i mean i i think so the best tips are you know you um find whatever passion it is that you are interested in you know in life you know don't really think of how much something will will cost. I mean, you can become an investment banker, earn 50k a year, and you can still be depressed, <laughs> um, really. So really find whatever it is that you want to do and, and pursue that further. Like what, what works for me, or I'm still figuring things out, but personally, I did uh, textile design at Demofit University, and it was in my final year where I really, uh, I, I, I was just really more inter interested in exploring the how and the why and the what, really of what does fashion mean, where does fashion come from, how is stuff made, you know. And uh, and it wasn't really until a place where I, I was interning at a place in my final year degree where I really saw the realities of what fast fashion was about. And from what I saw in that horrible internship, <laughs> uh, it really opened up my eyes and made me see how privileged, you know, we are that we don't have to work in those fast fashion places. And I'm talking about manufacturers. So, so it was that experience that I used. I was really horrified by it that, that I decided to do something uh, differently uh, with it. So what I did at university, I, I basically, uh, like I realized, okay, this is my final year. What do I actually want to do, right? And I literally, I took my CV and I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I'm such a horrible candidate if I'm gonna apply for a job because I had no experience. I had, there was nothing passion on the CV. It was literally, a white CV with some black text on it and then grades and that's it. It was nothing else at all. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to visualize it here. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, okay, this time next year, I would have graduated. What would I have wanted to achieve, right? You know, believe in the power of, of visualization. You have to see that really hard. Yes. So what I did was I, I applied for a couple of things here at the university. There was this sustainability program called the uh, Roadly Award. Okay. If you yeah think you probably come across it they still yes. run it year by year but it's basically an opportunity where students can pursue their sustainability projects or you also get you know your project funded so I was like oh my god I'm gonna use this frustration that I have inside of me of what I saw and I'm gonna do my own project and everything so basically I applied for the money and I got it and I won congratulations and thank you <laughs> yeah. yeah it was uh, it was interesting but that was like the first step you know taking towards like uh like realizing that i actually didn't have enough experience i guess 
uh, on my CV and then I just work together from there. That's great. Um, I mean, fast fashion is like a topic that we could talk about for years and years and yeah. years. But um, in terms of the project and getting the money, what did that mean for you? Did it give you like uh, like a bit of confidence telling you that you can actually do it? Like, Yeah, I mean, it definitely did because I was very aware, you know, like I grew up in Sweden. I could speak three different languages and sometimes, wow. uh, you know, my I was just worried that my academic writing would not be to that level of you know what I can actually do is so I was like yes. no I'm gonna put in an application into this grant you know how how you even write up an argument in that you know you it was like it was a lot of questions and you have to always justify what exactly you're going to do with it so it certainly gave me the confidence that I won because it's like okay these people actually believe in my idea yes. and it's it, it, at that time when I did it it was a very innovative idea from a research point of view and I felt like okay if they gave me the money to do this, then I'm going to pursue the research yes. route, which is basically like writing 10,000 words rather than doing uh, rather, rather than, you know, doing a whole normal design collection. So, yeah, perfectly normal. <laughs> and being like a Middle Eastern woman, did you have any pressure to not do like the creatives, like be in the creative industry? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's something I don't know why, why the creative industry gets like shunned upon, really. Uh, it may not seem like a traditional route to go into, yes. but but yeah, I mean in the beginning, like I think my parents, they they like I was always interested in 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 textiles. Sorry, like even growing up in Sweden, you know, I was more drawn to the textile classes there. I had a primary school teacher there, and she, the first project I ever did was I basically stitched my own crown hat. So it was a yellow fleece oh, wow. with red thing on it, and I made that. I, I want to see that. You <laughs> <laughs> used to have it. Well, there was a picture, but this was like 2003, 2004, oh, so it's wow. gone by now. I have no idea where it is, but that was the first thing. And I took great pleasure into making that and sitting there hours and hours and hours in the front of a sewing machine. For some people, they liked video games. I loved the sewing machine. That was just me. Yeah. Um, so in a way, I think my parents, they, they knew that, oh, you know, that I was always more drawn to the creative industry. Yeah. I think you think what you have to do is you have to explain to them, you have to show it to them. You know, yeah. like, oh, if you're if you're pursuing design, right, can you maybe showcase to your parent, like, oh, mom or dad, you know, I made this design, this dress, and then showcase it to them your talent. Like, of course, they would then, you know, support you and things like that. I think maybe the creative subjects are like a foreign thing for them. Yeah. So it may take some time for them mm -hmm. to, like, understand it. But my parents, like, I told them, no, I'm going to do this design degree and that's it and they're like okay cool this is what you want to do i was like yeah it's either this or i'm not going to go to uni <laughs> <laughs> well so ultimatum yeah <laughs> um and do you still bring do you still like do textile design as part of your current job or are you focusing more on the sustainability part of it yeah so what i currently do right now i i work as a freelance journalist but i'm also a consultant as well and I do bring my textile knowledge and, you know, understanding of fashion and sustainability into this uh, other brand I work for, which is called Maya Echo. And I sort of assist with the fabric sourcing, you know, making sure that whatever single fabric that we have, you know, is sourced right. You know, we buy it from mills that are ethical, that are certified, you know, that doesn't do any dodgy business, basically. And it's great to bring that uh, to uh, to to uh, a Kuwaiti based brand uh, effectively you know seeing other Arab designers out there pursuing sustainability as well which of course there is not that many of um, yes. in this field so 
so yeah, I definitely use my expertise and my level of knowledge um, into the areas that I can. <laughs> yeah, so in your opinion, what did you think when you saw the government ad um, that Fatima should get a job in cyber and it was a ballerina who should like completely de-skill, yeah. re-skill or de-skill basically? Yeah. How did you feel when you saw that ad? Well, I think I was shocked and horrified really by it yeah. first because the ironic thing is they needed a creative person to create the ad in the first place. So. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, but it was uh, like, yeah, I of course felt horrified because once again, you know, here you have the government, you know, like the, the creative industry or the arts industry, particularly now in the, in the pandemic, you know, they're all like struggling to stay afloat. 100%. You certainly don't need that kind of a response from the government to tell you how devalued you are if you pursue, mm -hmm. you know, creative work. <laughs> but in your opinion, was it easier getting a freelance, um, working as a freelancer rather than getting a full nine to five? Or did you just want to do that because that's what you felt was best for you? Yeah, no, I think with my situation, I was pushed into freelancing. Right, okay. Um, but myself, I was you always... You made it work, you made it work. <laughs> Trust me, on the outside it looks I have, or from the Instagram feeds, which I particularly against, but trust me, I'm... Yeah, it's freelance is not glamorous, it's not travelling, it's not working 8 till 12, it's literally you're on call 24 hours sometimes because... Do you have any tips on people who actually want to get into freelancing who can't actually find a 9 to 5 but do still want to stay in their job? Yeah, so I do mean... do you have any tips? I mean, the way how I got into freelancing, I'm emphasising on, you know, on these things like you can see here, but I, I, I got a job first when I finished uni. So I did, I finished uni 2019 in July. And then I got a job working like a normal sustainability job in a in a different. Already, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was this was last year, um, mm -hmm. but I I got a job working in in the sustainability team at University of Leicester and basically overseeing like student communications and engagement and all that stuff. But it, of course, that job it was not anything related to fashion. Yes. Um, uh, but I still want to do something fashion-y, but something working with a more startup brand. So it, having that full-time job, you know, I was just looking at my options really, and then, and then I got another like a freelance role with a, a with Lee Clavine, and she's a, a, a ready-to-wear sustainable luxury company, and I basically worked together with her on like a you know flexible basis. So that itself was a fashion job sustainable fashion which I sort of wanted to get towards yeah but I didn't really make the jump like from graduate into freelance I think that's not really being realistic mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time we shouldn't put you off you know with... but it's good that you made it there eventually and like if not even eventually it's only been like a year and a half or something <laughs> so you made it you made it well yeah I mean it's it's certainly uh, like I said don't believe the pictures that you see it's not as glamorous as it is but mm -hmm. Uh, but I think you know if you really want to get into freelancing it's about what you know you know it's about for example if you want to become a journalist right and you're a student in your final year you know doing a journalism course and you want to get you know commissioned work like you want to get paid for your article like don't fail don't pitch yourself as someone that's never written before or someone that's like like oh I'm a student you know hire me or like it's okay I'll do it for free no you if you know about a particular subject, you know, you're unique in that particular field, that's what you bring forward. And that's how you can, you know, start getting paid for freelance work. Like, it's okay, you can, I guess people's careers, I mean, right now with the pandemic, 
some people are moving into freelance straight away after finishing uni and yes, that's totally sure. fine as well or some people get a full-time job and do freelance on the side that's totally fine as well you just have to explore um like how i got into it it started with the article that i that i wrote and then i was like okay i want to do this more often because i i I tend to sometimes struggle with putting a title on all of the interests that I want to do. Yes. So I just pursue freelance in that way and then I work sort of with that. I don't know if that helps anyone out there. <laughs> no, it really does. Like the fact that you say just do it because of me, I would like be very scared to like say, oh no, I'm this, this, this. I am just a student and to me, I feel like I'm in a dad to get that money when there's so many people in the industry who have so much more experience. But the fact that you're saying, just just email them and say specialty and then do that so that's really that's really inspiring what would you say to say in the email people might not even go through them half the time because i mean <laughs> i've applied to so many jobs and like half of them don't even get back to me let alone say yeah of course you you didn't get it so how would you say to make yourself stand apart from the crowd <laughs> i mean um it's definitely my personality <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, obviously, right now, you have to consider that right now in the job that you have in a pandemic is amazing. Yeah. Uh, before the pandemic, yes, that's that's where the industry were more flexible because obviously you had in-person events. Companies can make money out of that. Yes. And there would be maybe they would be more flexible with giving people like more opportunities and like more paid opportunities as well. Uh, so you have to take that into account. I think don't make the assumption that, oh, yeah, I'm going to do freelancing and you don't have an income. OK, if you come from a from a pri privileged background, fantastic do that but at the same time you actually need your bread and butter you need yeah. something to sustain you yeah and this is something that they don't really tell you enough this is the harsh reality yeah so but once you have that there's nothing wrong with going after freelance like my tips for writing an email or anything like okay it depends on how you're pitching it um if it's journalism obviously you want to be straight to the point you want to you want to say like why you should be equipped to write something so like hi you know dear xyz editor i am writing to pitch you this story about xyz uh, and then you talk about the story you put in some facts around there like the way how i pitched my modest collection was hi my name is saya and i would like to pitch this story and i put in you know modest collection uh, semicolon a four pack of the past and then i went on about the modest industry is a billion dollar worth uh, market however why are high street fashion you know still getting this market wrong you know 100%. research showcase and that there is a mass a lot of money that can be made if you get the muslim pound right you know so and then that's that was my pitch that was my integral pitch and i wrote the reason why i'm the right person to understand this is because of i have a unique perspective i have grown up in these areas i know exactly and then these are the people that i am interviewing and i had like really four or five really high profile people as well uh, and then i was like Lastly, let me know if you have any questions. Happy to go over through the pitch. And then a week after that, dear Saya, please send in your pitch. Halas, it was successful. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously the process took a bit longer. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like for all this, if you want to pitch yourself as a journalism, there are so many, so much ton of free work out there. I would say for people out there that's listening, look, check out Presspad, Presspad uh, UK. They started over the pandemic. They started to give out like people from different backgrounds. You know to give them opportunities like how do you pitch how do you get commissioned how does it work if you've never like done this kind of stuff before so that is something you know they are very genuine and they tend to host um uh free master classes with like leading journalists and you know basically interview them and ask the questions so i would say check out press badge and uh, and yeah i hope it answers questions like 
I don't know what works for me may not work for anyone else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some people out there, and I know this from my other journalism friends. Some of them they write ten stories a week, which is insane. Ooh. Yeah, because do they sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I think I think it's like obviously the more experienced you are, the more like writing comes second nature to you. Yeah. But when I wrote my first article. I'm, I am someone that critiques my writing a lot. I don't know if that's, a, if that's a, an, an, an insecurity, but I am someone I critique my writing. I mean, many artists yeah. do that for sure. <laughs> I know I do. Yeah. No, but for me personally, to write 700 words properly, well research, might take me like 80 to 90 hours. Um, but obviously, yeah, that, that's like a what? Two and a half work weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. You know, for some people, they. Like you find your style and go after it, like, and find people that if you know if you admire someone on something in a job that you like, find them on LinkedIn, find them on Twitter, literally send them a don't yeah find them on Instagram, but don't reach out to them on Instagram or unless they have an email. Social media is like amazing these days. Like yeah, you fully yeah. find people from a completely different continent and like reach out and exactly, and all you have to do is just ask like hi, you know. I'm so I'm so inspired by your work. I find it fantastic, and then mention what they did. Is it possible if you know ask your question or like I would love to explore this over a virtual coffee if you have fifty minutes? That's it, and then take it from yeah. there. It's it's, it's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and where do you want to go from here? Like, do you have any? T- do you want to like pursue textile design to stay in Do you want your own brand? Do you want to continue with journalism? Where do you see yourself going? I mean, I definitely want to continue writing more articles, yeah. more... Read her articles, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I definitely want to uh, write more articles. I also want to continue consult um, because I think it's amazing, you know, when you work with smaller brands and you really get the foundation strong. Have you heard the saying, like, if you build your castle on uh, mud or yes. sand, like, yes. it doesn't matter how many, you know, floors it will eventually sink, but yes. if you build it on a solid foundation like rocks, Obviously, not, if you build this sustainably, you can slightly, slightly go up higher. So, so yeah, I definitely want to conduct with that and uh, and see where it takes me and and exploring. I don't have a definitive black and black and white answer, but uh, those are my ideas and, and opinions right now. <laughs> Can't wait to see where where you go and what the next article is going to be. Your last article I read it; it was really good, like talking about the modesty industry and how. No one's really addressing it, and they're still getting it wrong. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that there is a point of view, and there are people, there are people who care like you. Thank and you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And do you have any last things that you want to say to people who are trying to find a job and can't? Yeah, I mean it's very hard. Like I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it's uh, even in uh, journalism. You know, you don't you barely get any commission work right now because it's just. You know, a lot of people's budget has unfortunately cut sure. down, and I and I know some of my friends they've lost their jobs in this pandemic and everything. So it's it's really hard. Uh, but my advice will be like, don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. It is. It is, and and just just continue persisting. Like if you know, um, like I said, if there's someone like if there's a field that interests you, can you maybe look that person up on LinkedIn? look at what they did and you know ask them questions um but also right now is a good time to upskill yourself as well you know definitely do that i'm sure there was like free online courses that someone can do like two hours a week um my tip and advice um network with other people like 
if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is like so great. Like even Instagram these days, like the only reason I found you is because someone else found you through Instagram. Ah, like it's just like things like nothing. this that you just like, you, you don't need to be in person to network. We've realized that. We, yeah, you can yeah. network online. Yeah, you can, you can. Like definitely start a Twitter account. And basically, you know, if you feel passionate about a certain area, why don't you start tweeting about it? Yeah. That's, that's how I started my, this is, this is an, ex- an exclusive. <laughs> uh, but I say to you, Naya, about how I started my official writing. Because yeah. I, I, I was very, like I said, you know, I critique myself a lot as a writer. But I was like, okay, this small stepping stone for me, before I even write, is start a Twitter account. And I started my Twitter account like in August. 2019 and I had zero oh, wow. followers and now I have like 500 that's amazing <laughs> yeah but I started it by like you know by by writing about fashion week and sustainability by writing about different reports and the challenge was like can I get my message in 140 characters so that was my challenge yeah it's really hard to do yeah. that, isn't it? <laughs> and it's nice that like it's really sustainability is really growing like not market but like it's a really growing trend so say I hope it doesn't become a trend it's not yeah. a trend but it's nice that you're doing that yeah, definitely. Like go, like I said, go go for the things that you think is happening and pursue that. And obviously, um, like, but also don't be too harsh on yourself right now in this pandemic. I think it's very very hard, you know, to not to be let down. You know, if you're being rejected for jobs and and everything like that, it's yeah, especially with like a lower income and a lower like people who are working class is way harder. Like you don't have that financial stability. Exactly, and that's yeah. why I said that's why you should. Uh, anyone's listening you know you should the realities are unless you can go full freelance and you already have money saved that can sustain you for at least three months yalla that's when you come on start get going <laughs> that's when you can do freelance but if you are from a working class background and you know you have things to pay for that are very different to someone else you know from a middle class or upper class background then you have to be realistic for yourself you have to get yourself you know a stable income like stable amount of money that can get you money like every month like that's something that you have to bear in mind sort that out first yeah and then also still do freelance into what whatever it is that you do but also don't pitch yourself as a student pitch yourself as hi my name is la 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 and i'm a subject expert in xyz yes. do you know what i mean because they only know what you tell them editors exactly. or publications or magazines or i don't know like other other places and if you sort of come across as oh i'm a student i do it for free you're not credible they, basically yeah and they, your time is not worth spending money yeah. on you know people <laughs> want what they can't have like usually so if you say you want it for free they want you you'll give it for free they most likely won't will want it less than if you exactly. ask them for money which it doesn't even make sense but it doesn't know way to yeah yeah so just just pursuing and you know sort out your your main income from and you can still do you know freelance things on the side but and and see where that takes you further but also don't feel disappointed i mean i wish i knew about this whole i think the monfort does this um support local thing like they help you to get a six weeks paid internship oh i didn't know that actually oh <laughs> there you go now you know yeah so definitely like you know get in touch with with the team because they can basically get you an internship at any company that you want to um, oh, wow. yeah for six weeks you get paid really good <laughs> money for it. no honestly do because there is um, um, a friend of mine last year they got a job at the design company and obviously they got paid for it and everything it's amazing uh, yeah because mostly internships especially in the arts everyone just wants you to work for free yeah. and like you don't know especially as a student you want the experience but you don't want to work for free and you don't know when to say no I think stop. sometimes like I 
did a lot of work for free. But that's why you have to understand like if you're if it's an internship for six months, no, they're taking advantage of you. If you can be there for one to two months where you learn and get experience, if it's yeah because realities are you have to build up your C V and I know I hate doing free work but I did I did like one week at a buying company like a to be a buying intern. I did two weeks as a sustainability intern someone else and then did another research and insight intern like two weeks there and sometimes I got my lunches paid and my travel paid but it's not really a lot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like you have to do free work to get experience but you have to know where the line is. And yeah. and but but make sure you check out what the Moffat University does because they like support I forgot what it's called but it's like a Kickstarter program that will like produce graduates like employable graduates and it's six weeks and you get like 10 pounds an hour for whatever internship it is whoa really... 10 pounds good yeah yeah it is i wish i came across it I was... i'll research that and put a link to it hopefully definitely somewhere. do that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing you know to see but don't give up guys like you know i'm still figuring things out i am nowhere perfect and uh, as anyone else's and and don't be fooled like you know someone seems like they have their suit together um yeah do something in the evening one hour in the evening weekends you know unless you have a very exciting weekend to weekend i don't know uh rather than watching netflix marathon uh yeah. you know definitely all of that, that will build up and eventually you'll get the job you want basically exactly well, just don't ever settle <laughs> yes 100 anyway i think that that's us wrapped up um yeah thank you very much for doing this i think everyone will really appreciate it no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it as well. And you know, if you have any questions, feel free to follow my Twitter. Uh, it's just at uh, uh, Spill Sire it Admissary, S A J A, and then E L M I S H R I. Um, yeah, uh, any questions, feel free to follow me there, ask me anything, and I'm happy to help in a way that I can. <laughs> yes, follow her, everyone. And read anyway. my articles. <laughs> yes, they're amazing. You should do that. Self promotion when I can. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's how you get there. That's another tip. <laughs> Self-promotion. Anyway, thank you very much.